Okay, we are. You better live. not fucking say, God damn it, <laughs> God damn it, every time we are. I'm sorry about that, audience members, all eight viewers. Um, well, I'm trying to just keep this consistency. You know, you call that consistency. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. Consistently. Well, if you horrible. do. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, it's the consistency. So. Well, we are back with uh, episode 39 today. 39. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting topic. Mm-hmm. We're just uh, fresh coming back from uh, three-day hiking, camping. Yeah. Um, it was a great experience, right? So yeah. this is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about nature. Mm-hmm. We flew out to see our friends out there in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Marty and Tasha. Love you guys. Beautiful people. And we went for a 37-mile hike with... I think it was about 8,000 feet of elevation gain mm-hmm. over the hike. Several peaks covered, and it was gorgeous. It was, <sighs> to say the least, yeah. breathtaking, mm-hmm. wonderful, frightening, um, just a ton of different emotions. Yeah. Things occurred through the hike, but absolutely exhilarating, wonderful, magnificent, and was just such a stark reminder of the importance of nature mm-hmm. and to continually put yourself in it. Yeah, because it brings to light a lot of things about yourself and questions. It poses questions to you and challenges right. you, mm-hmm. and it's more than just a physical challenge. It's emotional and spiritual challenge as well. Yeah, and I don't think the importance could be understated. Or sorry, let me rephrase it. I don't think the importance can be overstated mm-hmm. or overvalued. Yeah, I think everything we're ever going to do to talk about nature to other people, we're going to be missing the mark and undervaluing it. So yeah. The only way to really know it, as we always talk about with every episode, yeah, pretty much every topic, you got to get out there and experience. Experience, yeah, it's paramount. Mm-hmm. This is king. It is queen. Yeah, the highest level of excellence is through experience. Yes, we've talked about it um, so many times, and we will continue to talk. We will continue to bring it out uh, because it's so important. The uh, understanding through. So conceptual understanding and experiential understanding are two different things. Yeah. 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 I think by now you guys are starting to see the reoccurring theme here. Mm -hmm. We go out into the world, we take those concepts, Mm -hmm. and then we get the experience, and then we try to discuss where they butt heads, where they agree, and what they miss entirely. Mm -hmm. So the contrast between those two things I think is a lot of our conversation actually. Yeah. It's the experience and the concepts we have. Yeah. We pretty much daily talk about this. Um, that's why we continue to seek um, another experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The next experience we're going to have. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think first and foremost, if you're listening to this podcast, you should mm-hmm. be looking up right now where you can go outside and get into nature. Right. And ideally that nature is pretty pretty wild in the wilderness, devoid of a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe your friends are going with you. But it can put you in a challenging and unique situation where you have to rely on, you know, mental fortitude to get through the situation. Or, you know, maybe just take your mind off some of the mm-hmm. hiking you're doing. Or yeah anything that's a bit monotonous a bit of a trudge you know Mm -hmm. a bit painful it can really start to raise some interesting questions in your head yeah especially when you're surrounded by the sublime Mm -hmm. it really does a great job of reminding you 
how small you are. I mean, I'm sure you got that feeling, especially when we're hiking down to the Valley Pass, you know, far. Okay, mm-hmm. look, we're not extremely far away from civilization, but we're not easily accessible. Right, right? it's far <laughs> enough, man, far enough that uh, once you, you know, get into, um, you know, a certain part of those mountains, there's no way back. You have to continue to, you know, go forward. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then... Yes, there are a lot of people hiking, but uh, we started a hike on Thursday, right? Uh, Friday morning. Oh, Friday morning. Sorry. Yeah, Friday morning. So, uh, actually, there were not a lot of people. Um, yeah. For the first day, actually, we encountered, what, like only a few people, yeah, right, along the way? Yeah, a couple photographers. I think that's it. Yeah. So, anyway, if you go uh, hike deep in the mountain, uh, it can be actually dangerous if you don't pay attention. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, even paying attention, we <laughs> found ourselves in some harrowing situations <laughs> yes. with our epic bull moose friends. Right. Wow. By the way, that was my first time actually seeing moose um, in person for the first time. They are gigantic animals. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize Unreasonably that. Unreasonably large. Yes. Uh, magnificent, too. Right? Yeah. 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 So we were at this little pass. uh pretty much like right at a stream right next to a meadow and there were some bull moose out there and they mm-hmm. were appeared to be grazing they were they were fucking big for sure yeah so they were in the path we needed to cross and we couldn't cross another way just because of the conditions of the the land being wet damp water blah 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 mm-hmm. and we decided we're going to walk past them you know just don't make eye contact <laughs> you know pay attention but nothing aggressive no quick mm-hmm. motions things of that nature we, we're aware of their territorial, we're aware of what to look for, pin deers, things of that nature. And again, I think we got a little too close. Um, I was the last in the group. There's four of right. us. And we're making our way up the hill, and you're right in front of me, and I'm watching, and <laughs> the moose starts charging me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm like, calmly charging <laughs> i take off running <laughs> you yeah. know we all we all scatter it was a bluff charge right mm-hmm. so this is something they do typically to just challenge you and see if you're actually going to engage with them and of course luckily they didn't pursue and we just continue on our path but it was a very yeah. exciting moment and i think it can be again i'm not saying go out in the woods so you get fucking charged by a moose and yeah. realize some things about yourself i'm totally not saying that's the way to mm-hmm. go it's actually entirely avoidable but you're encountered with a moment where there's something much greater than you mm-hmm. and it's alive and it's an animal yeah and it reminds you like whoa wait i'm an animal and in this situation mm-hmm. i'm the incapable animal yeah you know right. fucking ego check big time <laughs> yeah you know suddenly it's like oh shit i'm not a big man on campus i can't just make choices that are going to yeah. be control in my complete control it just made you realize instantly like wow we're really not in control mm-hmm. we're at the mercy of the mountain we're at the mercy of wilderness we're yeah. at the mercy of nature and i think that's a very real and fundamental aspect of reality yeah that we fell to give credit to we mm-hmm. fell to give that credit to the universe that you know for the most part we're really really insignificant you know, by the same token, we have a lot of power and a lot of ability to act and enact mm-hmm. certain things and bring to light certain realities. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also good that we're consistently also reminding ourselves that, yeah, a lot of this is out of my control. Yeah. You know, right. in that situation, 
I can handle my emotions, mm-hmm. how I'm going to deal with this particular situation. Yeah. Because, I mean, right then and there, we could all have been like, this is fucked up, turn back, we're not passing. Mm-hmm. Or there could have been any other numerous outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. But it elicits a very specific reaction, and you don't really know certain things about yourself until you're put into these situations. Yeah. And again, this doesn't necessarily need to be an animal. This can be just nature itself because you want to talk about what happened on the second day? Second day? Yeah, so we're uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, on the way to this second campsite and they start to pouring down. And um, we um, try to avoid the rain, uh, wait it till, you know, die out. But it wasn't. And um, we're talking flash floods. I mean, water is running yeah. beneath our feet. We're on rock slab area. Yeah, it's totally pooling. getting wet. Yeah. And then literally, I think Tasha said, could it get much worse? And it started hailing. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, it went to the point where we decided not to go to campsite, even though it was like 0.7 miles away from us because it was, you know, pouring down too much. So we just decided to um, set up our camp on a non-campsite. Um, it was quite dangerous because uh, I most of our, um, not most of them, couple, was that just one sleeping bag that was wet or a couple of them? Dude, almost all the sleeping, okay, one sleeping bag was completely drenched, mm-hmm. so there's a party of four, so one sleeping bag's completely out. Right. Yours got wet at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then the other sleeping bags got wet at the bottom as well. Yeah. So all our gear was completely soaked, mm-hmm. and we're setting it up there, it's getting dark, it's cold, our heat source um, or not heat source, but our cooking source because there's no fires due to the dry nature. Yeah, and, the and then we're not supposed to start fire, Yeah, right? Yeah, so we're trying to rely on this tiny little thing to boil some water, and it's taking forever, and it barely works. But Marty's the man. He got it working, you know? Yeah. And we're not by water, a water source, so going to puddles to try to collect water for a gravity filter. Mm-hmm. It's just a really dire situation. Mm-hmm. I mean... I was, like, I had a shirt on and underwear. I'm laying next to you in the tent trying to warm up. We were in a single sleeping bag. We're big guys. That shit did not fucking work at all. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, this is so messed up. And just thinking, like, wow, the mountains are a super dangerous place. And we may not get out of here. Like, this Mm -hmm. is pretty, like, potentially dire straits. There's no cell phone coverage. You know, the only way out is to hike. And we were told earlier in the day there was a rock slide on the passage out, which is another, I think it was 10 to 12 miles with a lot of elevation gain. So we're just sitting there thinking like, wow, this is going to be rough. Yeah. It's going to be really rough. What were you, what were you thinking in that moment? What did it, what did it honestly, summon to you? Honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't really desperate, honestly. I knew that it would be fine um, mm. because, yes, it could Inexperience. be... Inexperience. <laughs> no, actually, I experienced I it a lot of when I was in the military. I mean, it, even though it was an annual thing, like camping, like four or five day camping uh, annually, we do... Well, it's twice a year, actually. Uh, one, in, one in summer and one in the winter. So, um, and then another thing was that, yes, it was raining. We were cold, wet, but at the same time, the temperature wasn't too low. Um, so I knew that we would be fine. It's just that, uh, don't get me wrong. It was, it was quite dangerous. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. 
Yeah, hypothermia. Bitch. The sleeping bag, like I said, uh, mine was only bottom part was wet, not entirely wet. Yeah, Inside yeah. was completely dry, so I knew that would be fine. At least you and I can share, mm-hmm. could share the one sleeping bag. Even though we tried to fit in the <laughs> one sleeping bag, it wasn't working, and we couldn't At really all. zip it up. <laughs> At all. Yeah, we we're super close. Uh, but still, you were not getting um, the warmth yeah. that you needed no, at the time, all, yeah. right? So it was quite dangerous. But um, more than anything, it was just a little tedious, you know, um, because we don't really experience that in in our normal lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because pretty much anything we can access, you know, shower, hot water, food, everything's there. All we have to do is, you know, take a few steps. We get it, right? But in the kind of situation. We're also in a hurry to uh, install the uh, uh, tent because mm-hmm. it was pouring down. So we did a horrible job, rather not a perfect job. So that, um, how do you call that? The uh, the top thing that rainfly, rainfly, yeah, that was not covering the tent entirely, right? Because we were missing, uh, or couldn't find a shaft, right? So actually, next morning, uh, my bottom uh, bottom of the uh, sleeping bag was more wet, <laughs> and uh, the tent was wet too. Mm-hmm. So if 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 it rained more, uh, it could have been really bad situation. I for know. Sure. Yeah. If had we woken up and it was continued to rain, mm-hmm. it would have been fucking really shitty. Mm-hmm. Really and shitty. I'm sure you woke several times. Oh yeah, man. I didn't. Right? I, I did basically didn't sleep. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. I mean, how can you? Yeah. But fortunately, it was not because of the temperature. If it was the temperature that woke us up, that could have been, you know, you know, really yeah. bad situation. Yeah. Super negative situation. And yeah. then you and I, you know, I had running shoes that are not mm-hmm. waterproof, and you had flats. Yeah. Like 80s Reeboks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah. So I thought, because I don't have any, um, you know, special shoes. I mean, I have some boots, but those are casual boots, you know, fashion yeah. boots. And I have one running uh, shoes, but those are meant to be for uh, paved uh, roads. That's not meant to be for trails uh, at all. And so I decided to just wear my uh, sneakers from Reebok sneakers. It's like 80s, this classic design. Uh, The outsole is really thin. It's just a rubber, basically, you know, nothing. Um, And I was feeling the terrain, a lot of them, probably more than 50% of the terrain uh, that we hiked was very rocky and i was feeling every rock dude <laughs> oh, man, that, <laughs> that was horrible but um it was okay overall i mean yeah. 37 miles in that kind of shoes it's doable guys <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah my shoes actually held up really well except mm-hmm. for the waterproof factor but yes. again my feet are rougher because of all the barefoot stud i've done mm-hmm. so i was fortunate in that regard but you guys had developed some pretty gnarly blisters it seems by the end of it yeah, I was fine the entire time. Well, actually, the first day I got one blister. Next day was okay, and um, pretty much after that I was fine until the last two hours of hiking, um, including just regular road. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I developed a lot of blisters in my feet, but um, the bigger problem was for me uh, was my LCL injury because I hadn't fully. I still haven't recovered from it. I thought it would be fine. I, I guess it was my, um, I guess part of it, 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 it is ignorance and uh, inexperience or just too much confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I can do that. Well, it, it was supposed to be like 25, three, three miles, 25 miles. 
uh, yeah, I don't know what it originally was supposed to be, but yeah, it was twenty some miles. So I thought, yeah, I've done that before. You know, I can do it. But uh, some detours, <laughs> <laughs> detours, and terrain. Some of the terrains were uh, pretty rough. Uh, high elevation gains. Um, so my knee, uh, the LCL, the injured part, was feeling it. Yeah, from like the later, uh, the second day, uh, I was feeling it. Um, yeah. No, I mean I had similar issues. So we're hiking down second day, and I don't have any knee issues. I've had knee issues in the past, but just the wear and tear downhill. I mean, by the <sighs> yeah. last day, we were all walking in town, basically. <laughs> as stiff as people can walk mm-hmm. going into the bar but i mean yours was more serious than mine i think yeah your ba- back of your knees were um, dude they were swollen yeah they were definitely swollen bad swollen with a lot of fluid but again mm-hmm. this is one of those situations that's super valuable to get in life because we've all been there it's mm-hmm. like yeah things suck but you know it's going to end and you just have to do it yeah and all of us were troopers, you know, right? Nobody was complaining. Nobody was bitching about it. It was mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, we can still make the most of this and make it mm-hmm. enjoyable. And I think the wilderness and, again, nature, going back to it, gives you this mm-hmm. unique opportunity to be in a uncomfortable situation, but you still have to maintain some semblance of sanity mm-hmm. and joy. Yeah. And if you can make joy in these trying situations, which is really easy to do when you're surrounded by beauty and you have a mindset that can really dig into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's just extremely valuable. Right. And then, you know, special shout out to Marty and Tasha. They prepared everything, you know, yeah, I selected the loop, the route, uh, you know, preparing foods, you know, the gears and everything. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, Without you guys, we wouldn't have had this amazing journey. Yeah, and, we would know. have just gone 25 miles, you know, not got lost. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I'm just like, laughs> no, I mean, we're we're idiots, you know. We mm-hmm. flew from Phoenix out to Denver, and I think the highest elevation we got to is like 12,500 feet around there. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't I don't recollect, but yeah, we significantly lower, right? Yeah, we yeah. had no we had no issues with the elevation, and breathing was pretty easy. So yeah. we're, we're very fortunate in that sense as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that lends itself again to why it's important to just try to stay in shape mm-hmm. to some degree because a lot of people actually didn't go on this hike because they were worried about the distance. These are people that live in Colorado too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're worried about the distance right. or worried about whatever it is. But you'd be surprised how far willpower can take you. Yeah. Even though, yeah, fucking all of us were hurting in some way. We mm-hmm. all were tenacious, yeah. motivated joyful and that's what got us through the wilderness yeah it was a really deep bonding experience and right made you really appreciate mm-hmm. i mean truly appreciate nature and i've had this experience numerous times this mm-hmm. deep appreciation but every single time i come back to it the love gets deeper and yeah. i learn more about myself and more about the nature and the way the universe seems to present itself as if nature is this has this medicinal healing property mm-hmm. of the soul. Yeah. And it's just calling out to you. It says, hey, who do you think you are? You go out into nature, your ego is going to get in check real quick. Yeah. And reality is going to come right to head with nature. Yeah. And you may not like the outcome. Yeah. Or you might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and rather like, oh, shit, okay, maybe, maybe I see things pretty clearly. 
Yeah. Thank you, nature. Yeah. But there's always something it can teach you or some introspection that can be gained if you're willing just to listen to the sounds yeah. of the mountain, the rivers, the streams, the buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for you freebies. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to go into the deeper part here. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. The mic is armed, is ready to go. <clears throat> but, yeah, we were talking about the water buffalo before we disconnected you there. There was no water buffalo, but that would have been cool. Is there water buffalo there? Probably at one point before we killed all of them. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Um, Maybe a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But what do we want to talk about now? We want to talk about the first night? The first night? Well, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about, um, because I hiked some, um, a few times in Korea, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the military, most of them. But this was uh, by far the most raw nature that I've been. Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, there's moose. <laughs> There's bear potentially, yeah. mountain lion. So I was like, I was a little bit nervous uh, entire time, especially after that uh, encounter with moose. Yeah, yeah. I was very alert, you know, like keep checking around, <laughs> you know, yeah. because especially like I've, I had heard that mountain lions can be very uh, um, uh, sneaky. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know if they're following you. Yeah. So like I was paying attention a lot um, so that. Because especially mountain lions, I'm not really afraid of mountain lions uh, for some reason. But oh, bears, bears. I mean, I, I'm terrified about that animal. So Yeah, I mean, um, a bear is fucked up. Uh, specifically a grizzly bear, right? A grizzly bear. We're not so talking, talking about, like, about yeah, black, black bears, bears no. something smaller. Right. I mean, brown bears could be terrifying as well. Yeah. But we're primarily talking about grizzly, the grizzly bears. bear. Yeah, the real bears. Yeah, <laughs> because... Fuck that nonsense. Yeah. The only thing you can do is yell and be wild and hope that shit does not want to attack you. Yeah. Because if it does, you're probably just going to die. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's almost nonsense to say that there's just something you can do. Yes, there are things you can do. But as soon as a bear decides to eat you, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Right? It's up to them, not up to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really terrifying feeling that... Even at night, you know, uh, right before we went to sleep, you know, we made sure that uh, the foods are not in the tent. Yep, set a bear line. Yeah, nice all that. The well, second day, we kind of couldn't, right? We couldn't, but we got the food <laughs> as far away from camp as possible. And thank goodness we were able to <laughs> retrieve the food in the morning because... Right. But it would have been rough to have to go through all that mileage without any food. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say we couldn't have, because obviously, yeah, we totally could have. But yeah. it was nice to have food in our bellies for it. Yeah. But, um, you know, in normal life, it's almost impossible to feel that kind of fear. Like yeah. the survival mode, right? Yeah. Like it's almost impossible to have that kind of feeling. So in a way, it was very refreshing to uh, access that feeling in me. But also it made me think that, wow, how little I am, you know. <laughs> uh, and then kind of appreciative too, in a way, uh, kind of weird way that oh, I can access these raw feelings in me mm-hmm. just because I'm in nature, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we've heard that before, right? People say that uh, when you're in nature, you feel naked, right? Yeah. That's kind of almost abstract statement to me, 
But when I was in it, I, I could finally understand what that means. That level of vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. Like completely just there, out mm-hmm. in it, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like, you're exposed. Yeah. You but are what you are. You're only your capability at that point. Yeah. And you realize even human capability is so low. Yeah. <laughs> even at the maximal level, it's still so low. Without tools, of course. Mm-hmm. But I, I can totally relate to what you're saying because... You know, I went out to get water several times and that third day, specifically the third morning alone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's early, you know, things are waking up and you're just very aware of all the sounds and the noises. And I'm just thinking like, man, my knees are fucked up. <laughs> even if, even if uh, you, you can't outrun a bear, it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. It doesn't matter, but there's also an extreme level of vulnerability when you just feel like you can't run right because you hurt yeah <laughs> i'm just out there like going to get water and you know marty told me it's like oh yeah it's like a 10th mile up th- i went to a different trail i guess i had to mm-hmm. go like a quarter to a half mile to find the water yeah and you know i heard like a tree snap branch and i'm like oh shit what was that you know stepped off the path because i could see the bushes moving yeah and just like oh god please don't let that be anything serious it turned out to just be a Wolverine, but still, it was enough to be like, <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> man, I really wish somebody was here with me mm-hmm. because being alone completely like that yeah, really sucks. Oh, yeah. Really sucks. And I th- it's funny because I think going to nature can kind of test you. Um, test is maybe not the right word, but it might be why so many people are afraid to go in because they're not confident in their abilities. Yeah. And I think there's some like level inside of you, like primal Mm -hmm. deep that you're aware of how dangerous it is. Yeah. Um, Even if you're gung ho or ignorant to the dangers, Mm -hmm. there's still something inside of you that knows like, yo, when you go into nature, it's a serious undertaking. Yeah, of course. And then it's really interesting to think that like you're, like the level of security you have uh, is largely based on your perceived uh, capability of yourself, right? Like if bear decides to chase you, like there's no way you can get away from it, yeah. even if you're Usain Bolt, right? Yeah. The fastest man on earth. There, you still can't get away with it. But when you're injured, for some reason... <laughs> You feel more vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it would change the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so strange, right? Yeah. So that was kind of interesting to uh, think of when I was there. Um, that, oh, yeah, our, the level of safety we have is based on like how we feel of our capability. Yeah. Really. Uh, yeah, I think it also <laughs> kind of it helps remove the veil on yeah. society. It's like, yo, you people think you're safe. You think you mm, have yeah. constructed safety and like you can protect yourselves but here's the reality those are all illusions those are all constructs and you just participate in them because Mm -hmm. they give you the illusion of safety yeah and i think the more you engage into that illusion and that construct the more disassociate you are with Mm -hmm. the reality and the nature of things like nature itself and i think there's some level of lack of identity the longer you remain in mm-hmm. civilization entirely. And I think this is why a lot of people get some type of peace 
a reassurance when they mm-hmm. return to nature. Yeah. Because it is closer to the nature of reality. Yeah. You know, and again, it can be hard because it does force you into some very real hairy situations. Yeah. Not only physically, emotionally, but also like spiritually and in a thought process. Like, how do you dissect the world? How do you think about things? And it really challenges that. And I think it challenges us mm-hmm. in an incredibly healthy way and in such a unique way that you feel as even though, or at least this is how I felt, you know, even if I lose my life in these mountains and I wasn't worried about that or thinking mm-hmm. that, but if I even lose my life in these mountains, the moment I'm in it right now in yeah. this wilderness, this is real and true. Mm-hmm. This is way closer to reality than anything out there yeah. in the city anything this yeah. is so much more real mm-hmm. and i just i'm always shocked and stunned by it because you almost forget you know i think mm-hmm. even people listening to us be like yeah you know i know nature is important i know that but until you're back in it mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you forgot though yeah like that's wow really true. Mm-hmm. it's like seeing a friend or you know a loved one a long lost loved one you're yeah. like holy shit mm-hmm this is it. This is love. I love it. And again, going back to that medicinal property of nature, I just felt like there was a healing property. You know, it allowed me to digest things in my head and my mm-hmm. heart better. And a lot of those things lined up with thoughts I already had, you know, outside of nature, mm-hmm. but they were just reconfirmed while I was in yeah. it. Yeah. And that kind of being spoken to in that very primal way yeah gives you such a reassurance and a confidence like yes this is it i mean even we were just talking about Mm -hmm. this the first thing i want to do when we got outside the woods it's like man next day like oh man i wish we were going hiking yeah i wish we were going back in it as soon as we're we're done with it right yeah yeah because toward the end we're pretty tired our knees were fucked up like man i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i want to finish this i mean I didn't doubt that we wouldn't be able would, to finish yeah. it. But at the same time, um, I mean, it speaks to the difficulty, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was difficult. Don't get me wrong. But um, to me, um, like being in nature, like just don't even think about anything else. Like being in nature is awesome for one thing that is is so beautiful. Yeah. Like you just can't believe what you're looking at. <sighs> like what is yeah. this? Yeah. I can believe I'm looking at this right now. This exists, yeah. right? Like you see from videos and, you know, Instagram these days, you know, uh, thanks to technology, I guess, for that matter. Uh, you see a lot of beautiful things. And you still feel that when you watch those things, videos and photos. Wow, those are so beautiful. I yeah. want to be there. But when you're there, it is another level of gratitude and satisfaction. Yeah. That, yeah. Wow. This is what I need to see. Yeah. Those pictures you know. are only whispering the secret. Yes. When you're in the mountain, you hear the full song. You hear it calling out to you. Mm-hmm. You're fucking surrounded. You're immersed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because you are immersed. nature. Yeah, you're in that. You're yeah. part of it. You're not yeah. separate. Mm-hmm. You know, we've eluded ourselves. Or sorry, yeah. eluded. Elude <laughs> could be working. We've deluded ourselves yeah. into believing that we are separate. We don't mm-hmm. exist within nature. We're outside that construct. We right. bound it. Like nature mm-hmm. is bound by our logic and thus we are differentiated. Yeah. 
so far from the fucking reality yeah go out there and you will be immediately awoken to that mm-hmm. and you will see these skyscrapers don't get me wrong like we've done amazing things with technology mm-hmm. but bro <laughs> there's so much we can't even touch or conquer yeah. like yeah. you can't even go up and t- put your hand on some parts of nature mm-hmm. there's some things we haven't even come close to conquering mm-hmm. And we feel so proud of this little yeah. little bit of achievement we've done. Right. And don't get me wrong, we've gone far. But even when I'm in nature, I'm shocked. I'm like, yo, I can't believe we ever got out the fuck out of these woods. Right. I can't believe people ever did it. And then, you know, also what I really felt in nature is that we talked about this imposed ideas and, you know, we're born into this conventions and, you know, um, forced ideas. And only way to really uh, free ourselves from it is to you know evaluate each idea that you think it is true mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. at the moment that takes a long time man that takes really long time uh, decades or a lifetime yeah. you know some people don't even start it because they don't yeah. even recognize the problem of it but when you're in nature almost all those imposed ideas are peeled off mm-hmm. like you don't even think about it that's that's the thing of beauty of nature that you really don't even think about those imposed ideas. You really access raw materials over yourself. Yeah. Almost yeah. immediately, which is almost impossible in in modern society. Yeah. Because you're in that idea, you're using that idea, you're communicating with people through those ideas. So to me, like nature is almost like a window into your raw self. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really great feeling to feel myself like who i am even the fear i having i was having like oh this is who i am mm-hmm. I, I never felt this kind of fear <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? and from that feeling you can kind of start to connect the dots you're like mm-hmm. oh maybe this thought i have or this idea is attached to this primal mm-hmm. fear you know maybe this is just a representation you know maybe you're somebody that's super uncomfortable with relationships because you're uncomfortable with the relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and then when you're put in nature you realize like oh i feel incapable so i'm worried about my relationships because i don't feel capable and so when i'm interfacing with this person and if i don't have control that's incapability because i'm at the mercy of something else mm-hmm. you know and maybe you can't conquer that feeling when you're outside nature maybe you never even realize that's like mm-hmm. where it stems from yeah but when you're put into nature you can start connecting these things like wow actually a lot of my ideas and my thoughts stem from some deep-seated beliefs and ideas i have about myself mm-hmm. and for a second you can kind of really engage with like you're saying like the raw material of who you are and what a unique thing to be able to gain access to without the use of anything other yeah. than what's all around us yeah i mean we kind of uh experienced a similar thing when we we're in sedona we talked about it mm-hmm. uh, we we're doing the this multi-pitch yeah at night um <sighs> yeah again in nature yeah yeah mm-hmm. but fortunately none of us really panicked that's also really a great discovery of yourself right that yeah. okay i can handle this really um high pressure yeah you know? so yeah i mean it's a great feeling yeah it builds it builds a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. and again i mean probably for other people that go into it you you might surprise yourself the confidence you have or you might surprise what confidence you think you had is actually not there Mm -hmm. in these more 
tiring situations or dire situations, you know, whether it be the amount of distance you're going, the hiking or, you know, adverse conditions, whatever it is, it can just really reveal a lot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would say it's in a similar vein to a psychedelic experience. Mm -hmm. Like it completely overwhelms and changes the way you deal with concepts in that moment, you know, because we all have an idea about what nature is. We really do based on the TV, the media, everything we consume. And of course our own experiences. But I think we'd find that most of us, our concept of nature is purely built in these depictions of nature, not the reality and experience Mm -hmm. of nature. And I think we constantly need to go and get the experience to actually get the real idea of what the world is Mm -hmm. for us, ourselves and our own experience. So, I mean, nature is just one one element of that, but I think it's like one of the grandest because of how overwhelming it is. It's where we come from. It's who we are. It's what we are a part of. Mm-hmm. So, again, just, again, going with the experience, you got to go challenge these concepts you have in your head mm-hmm. and interface with them in reality because you'll come yeah. out with something uniquely different, you know? Yeah, I think you get an opportunity to really evaluate, uh, you know, your ideas and concepts, your values, you know, whether or not, because we talked about this a lot that, you know, uh, in a modern society, people tend to have a lot of identities rather than their essence, right? And I think in nature, you get this opportunity to access your essence and ignore the identity part, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's no real loss, in my opinion, being in nature. You know, there are, there are a lot of difficulties that you don't really encounter in, uh, in normal life. But that's a great thing, right? <laughs> because we only progress when we get new inputs, yeah. right? Without new input, it's almost impossible to make progress, yeah. right? So being in nature I mean nature is so diverse too man I mean we were in Sedona multi-pitch that's a completely different situation from just hiking Incredibly don't get me wrong different. hiking is not an, not an easy sport at all but um, it, it, it gives you different types of challenges yes you know yeah. and similar to what you're saying I think it really shreds off these layers and removes pills back mm-hmm. all these things that we think are important you yeah. know what I mean like when you're out there just trying to survive whether you're climbing a rock hiking a mountain, you know, taking cover from a fucking flash flood rainstorm, you're not really worried about your material possessions yeah. or, you know, the, what, the, you know, your favorite band's new song is releasing. Yeah. You're, you're really focused on yourself and the people you're with. Yeah. You know? And every step that you take. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really puts, it gives you perspective. Mm-hmm. A perspective that can be completely freeing. Yeah. You might walk away from it and be like, holy shit. I don't need all these things I've been holding on to. Whether they're physical, mm-hmm. material possessions, or maybe they're concepts and ideas. Yeah. You know? Maybe I don't have to be that person I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can be something else. It can inspire you. It can challenge your ego. <sighs> I could just talk about it. I think 
I'm going to talk about it for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. it's going to be, I mean, we've always talked about nature and we always get into it, but right. we're just going to keep diving deeper because we're moving to Denver in October. Yeah, we do actually. So we really get to truly immerse ourselves. And yeah. I'm Being in so nature stoked. and then, you know, our training, which, uh, uh, you know, routine is going to be so much different. Um, yeah. Higher altitude, running, trail running, hiking, I mean, climbing, <laughs> there are so many things to do. We're so stoked. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I think the... You want to talk about foods? That was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, food. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Dude, I wasn't like hungry almost at all the trip, except for that except second, the second day. day, right? Yeah, we're, dude. We're I, completely depleted. We were depleted, mm-hmm. dehydrated fucking wet cold so there was a lot of things going on at that point but yeah we tasha had dehydrated some chili yeah that was a game changer it was Mm -hmm. so good yeah yeah especially especially second day yeah the shit warmed up our bellies and we had mac and cheese right Oh, I guess the best thing about food is like when you're hiking like that, mm-hmm. you can eat whatever the fuck you want, dude. <laughs> you can get away with anything. You're burning calories, right. baby. Yeah. Put it in me. Mm-hmm. So the second day, the reason, I mean, the reason that food uh, that we had was extra better was that the first meal was so small, right? Yeah. It yeah. was about like 400 calories, something yeah, like that. And there. then we hiked the entire day. <laughs> and then the next meal was about like seven Something like that, yeah. right? So we're completely depleted, and it was delicious. It was it was it was great. Yeah. yeah, talk about granting you a new appreciation for food. Oh yeah, and good food. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like maybe one of the better. I, I wouldn't even say it's a better kept secret. It's just something unknown. I'm sure. Actually, I think everybody knows this, but mm-hmm. when you bust bust ass and you're working hard, everything tastes better. Yeah, of course. The bed feels softer, <laughs> sleep is deeper, water is more pure, mm-hmm. food is way more delicious. Yeah. It's like a natural aphrodisiac mm-hmm. exerting yourself in nature. It hits you better because your body actually needs it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not because you want it. A completely different thing. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think once you continually like go through this refining process, mm-hmm. you start to understand what you don't need. Mm-hmm. Like actually, maybe a lot of this shit you're putting in your body is not good. Yeah, that's a healthy. good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Actually, I thought about that too. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, nature just has a great way of revealing the reality of nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much appreciation for it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't. Know, sorry. Our, our easy access to food yeah. and, you know, so much convenience that we have. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, even Edmund Burke talks about nature, you mm-hmm. know, the sublime and yeah. experience and how you should get in it. I mean, there's been several philosophers that are mm-hmm. just like nature is paramount to the human experience. And I could not agree more. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody should be exposed to it, into it. And I think it's kind of strange. I feel like our system, our society, especially here in the U S has mostly devalued nature um, because it serves the system to continue growing. Mm-hmm. Right to dominate nature, to avoid people getting into it. Because I think when these truths are revealed to you, you start to kind of see, like, maybe a lot of society is unnecessary. Maybe a lot of this shit we buy, I don't really need. Maybe a lot of this consumerism, yeah. this capitalism, 
is not actually representative or can even begin to mm-hmm. define me or be a part of my identity, you know? Yeah. And then you, it, it, it's dangerous, man. Nature is dangerous, I think, to the system because they're at odds with each other. I yeah. don't know how else they could not be. Um, and again, maybe this is why you find people who, once they go in the mountains, they just decide, fuck it, I'm going to live here. <laughs> or I'm going to do whatever is necessary just so I can spend <laughs> yeah. time here. And yeah. I, I can totally relate and understand that. I I feel like I just want enough, and I felt like this a long time. You yeah, know, You and I both have just enough to survive and go spend time in nature and do the activities mm-hmm. that yeah. are truly fulfilling. And to get this message out there to more people mm-hmm. because I think it can only add benefit to your life. Yeah. And then we're so lucky too um, because again, we actually talked about this about an hour ago. We cannot ever free from the system ever. We're bound by it. You know, we're in it. We don't have any choice. We don't have an ability to, you know, um, find another country. We don't have means to it. Wait, you don't ha- you're not a billionaire? We can't. <laughs> But at least nature provides us with that opportunity yeah, to uh, be away from the system, at least for a while, right? That's another reason, right? I mean, there are so many reasons to be in nature. Um, so I, I highly recommend, and we look forward to next journey, next hike, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we did it 37 miles, but don't get me wrong. We're still inexperienced compared to a lot of, you know, pros, right? Oh, compared totally to inexperienced. Even semi-pros. I mean, there are a lot of better people. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we learned a lot about um, our ability too, right? I mean, yeah. we could, yes, we could do 37-mile hiking in a, um, you know, pair of, <laughs> like, shitty shoes. Yeah, don't, I mean, we had that, you know, willpower. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. we also learned that, okay, we need to prepare better next time yeah. for a longer journey, you know? more challenging journey you know yeah i mean it was a real testament to what do i need to survive these Mm -hmm. conditions like what is actually essential Mm -hmm. and again i think it is awesome because it did speak to our ability to just push through and what how Mm -hmm. far willpower can really carry you yeah and again it's not like we're on the verge of fucking collapse or at any point (laughs) or anything like that but yeah it's just exciting to see like oh wow our willpower is way more powerful than our body. Yeah. I can't wait to get my body to catch up. Yeah. And my willpower demands more of my body. I'm going to get the most out of this body. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a cool thing too. It, it gives you the opportunity to say like, I'm going to be better. Yeah. I'm going to be better because my willpower is better. Yeah. So you want to get everything in line, you know, you You get that odd pair, right? Yeah. On one side, like you get the confidence because you've verified that you have the capability of willpower, but at the same time, your physical ability is lacking, yeah. right? So you kind of get that both both sides yeah. from one experience. Another, again, how it puts that fucking mirror up to your face and says, yeah. really, bro? You th- yeah. That's what you think you are? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just be real here, man. We're out. It's just me and you in the woods. Come on, yeah. dude. Just be real with me. Yeah. And these you can come to these moments of your own fruition via i think deep thinking and asking why but again you're only bound to your own internal dialogue Mm -hmm. 
or whatever you're going to read and engage with. So it's really cool to be able to have another type of mirror. Yeah. It's something so readily available to pretty much everybody because no matter where you live outside of living in, you know, a majorly dense city, you do have access to get into nature. Yeah. And maybe you're one of those people in a very dense city. I I imagine there's outreach programs. There's a lot of people that believe in this Mm -hmm. that are actively trying to get more people in nature so, you know, I would just encourage you to seek it out or maybe go go to your library, man. Go read some books on the wilderness. Yeah. You know, some fucking mountaineers. Some people have yeah. done amazing things. Go Watch turn on videos Netflix. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Anything that can inspire. encourage you hmm? yeah. and inspire you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could totally change your life. Yeah. I Not to say it's changed our lives, but mm-hmm. it also has, right? That's the thing, though. I feel like our lives are changed daily. Yeah, exactly. We didn't, I mean, we all, always knew the importance of experience. I mean, uh, that is so solid and concrete, but every time we get new experience, it's become more important. Yeah. And it's inspiring. Yeah. It kind of gives me the direction, the further direction. Like every time, every time you need to you need yeah. to do this. You need to do this. So I feel the growth. I yeah. see the growth, right? To so this amazing feeling. I would say it's like falling in love. Mm-hmm. It just gets deeper, man. You just learn yeah. more, and you're just like, "Holy shit, I love yeah. you." I just want to spend more time with you. Yeah, come exactly. here, experience. Come hold my hand. <laughs> come here. Let me see the little kilo toes of yours. You know, <laughs> just you're just out there getting it, man. You're just getting yeah. it, dude. <laughs> You're so cute, pinching his cheek, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're going to have probably uh, October. We're going to move to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then um, we'll probably do um, another epic journey Yeah, very soon. We're thinking uh, maybe by the end of this year or early next year, yeah, do another epic journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you guys are curious to hear more about the outdoors, wilderness, rock climbing, or mm-hmm. this type of stuff. If it excites you, please let us know because we love talking about it. And mm-hmm. I think we're just going to always talk about the experiences we have and how they yeah. can kind of break down these preconceived notions, these embedded ideas. Right. And I think that's going to be our message going forward, right? I mean, yeah. that's pretty much what we just keep discovering is like, mm-hmm. it's all about the experience. Yeah. Get the experience, challenge the concept, mm-hmm. fucking find the difference or the similarities. Mm-hmm digest it and then speak it out and try to let other people go do that for themselves Mm -hmm. because this is how you arrive i think to personal truth and personal revelation yeah which is really purpose and identity yeah because these things continually get shaped and grown yeah because just like you said every time we engage with this the path becomes a little more clear or who you are becomes a little more Mm -hmm. i I don't want to say it's uh solid but you're more comfortable with it you're comfortable with the fluidity and the level of saltiness in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. You become more freeform. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's weird. It almost seems contradictory, so it's kind of hard to even talk about it. But I think you just become more okay with life, more accepting. Yeah. Um, the very least, you can challenge your, um, challenge your ideas and yeah. values. That's the least thing you can do in nature. Yeah. You know, whether or not you can, you get to another level of enlightenment or or understanding is separate matter. But I think that opportunity itself is very valuable because 
it's hard to do that actually it's yeah. very hard to do again like it's even hard to recognize whether or not this value is yours that's why people uh you know focus so much on adding those external values to their to their identity they think is important mm -hmm. rather than focusing on their essence you know yeah, yeah I think you're so right. i i just cannot recommend more the 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 importance of being in nature this aligns with our idea that you you, you just described the importance of experience go out there that's the only way to really understand the conceptual understanding don't get me wrong it's not you know illusion it's an understanding don't yeah, get me wrong it's yeah. an understanding it's a type but it's a completely different understanding from experiential understanding yeah yeah again uh i mean this we actually talk about this like how hard it is to convey this message convey this again i, I don't want to <laughs> this is the problem of language that this is also an idea right <laughs> this is another concept yeah. that i'm trying to convey to you without giving you an experience mm -hmm. so it's hard to understand but one of the uh, great examples not great example one of the examples that i uh you know give people is that like you know um like sparring right mm -hmm. sparring you know how sparring works oh, yeah. you know how it is right but you have no idea until you do sparring what it is you have an understanding the conceptual understanding of sparring but you, you never understand the experiential understanding of sparring because you've never done it yeah. when you do it it is a completely different understanding mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that's why we emphasize the reason we emphasize this idea is that we've actually experienced that experiential, you know, understanding. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we emphasize this because we've experienced that. The yeah. experience, the difference between yeah. them. And that's also why we're not gonna sit here and give you some bullshit idea that we yeah. haven't actually physically wrestled with mm -hmm. in our reality. Yeah, like I'm not gonna give you an opinion on something I don't have an opinion on because yeah. I know I'm not qualified to. I'm going to speak from my experience mm -hmm. and maybe some of those words and that etymology will be relatable to you. But mm -hmm. I know mostly it's not going to do anything Yeah. until you get it for yourself. And when you do, and then we come back and we have that conversation, you'll be yeah. like, oh, we're going to have such a deeper relationship because we understand each other because mm -hmm. we have that shared experience. Yeah. Even if it's not necessarily together, I know that you know. <laughs> that I know that you know I know, you know? <laughs> exactly so <laughs> we actually talked about it on the on that boulder on the second night right was yeah. it second no the first night first actually. Night. yeah first the first night. night that we we're always we're kind of the we're kind of uh that kind of people you know we're always down earth you know we you know even though we don't fully understand why we want to do it we, we just go anyway you know <laughs> and we knew that that's kind of like innate trait of ours mm -hmm. right but on the first night, we suddenly realized that in that nature, like we're in that, you know, immersed in that beauty of nature. And after some discussion, we suddenly realized that, oh, shit, this is why. This yeah. is why we were that way. Because we knew deep down without understanding that new experience can give us so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why we're so down to it. Yeah. yeah. And then there was great, like, assurance that mm -hmm. okay your life was not trash yeah you know? those choices all had meaning yeah value. yeah exactly and they've all been leading and not to say it was like that wasn't like the culmination it was just a mm. momentary realization yeah that gave you confidence and peace 
Yeah. And then remove the ego. Like that's a, it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. I just understand myself better. I understand yeah. you better. We understand each other better. Mm-hmm. And we're kindred spirits in that, you know, that way for sure. And yeah, what a uniquely deeply like bonding moment. You know, yeah. and also like us talking to our friends Marty and Tasha, you know, mm-hmm. we're just sharing like intimate things about mm-hmm. each other. It's like we're we're all friends. Why are we why do we ever pose to be something else you know what i mean like let's just fucking remove these layers yeah. and be real with each other like like we all love each other we're all mm-hmm. out here together like let's just fucking have at it yeah you know and i think if more people do that and build you know build that trust with people and that love mm-hmm. and that deep understanding it's so incredibly freeing yeah because like any of the things that were considered negative by societal standards like you just see that as a part of that person mm-hmm you know what I mean? We all have our things. We all have our things and our differences that we're working on or trying to understand. But it becomes less about trying to change those things in somebody else. Yeah. But rather understanding them. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's understood, I think that's when they can truly begin to express themselves. Yeah. Or feel comfortable expressing themselves. You know, they're not worried about maintaining a specific identity to keep you around. Yeah. Like, I can just be me. You can be you. We can all be just who we are and love each other, you know, yeah. good and the bad. And yeah. it seems so ridiculous. Like that concept and that notion to me was always almost mockable because I thought like, no, you should always be trying to fix your bad things. But now I'm just starting to see those things have been, that been called bad or just miscategorized. Yeah. Misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Those aren't necessarily bad qualities or bad traits. You know, I think they're just an extension of maybe some misunderstood things internally. Right. And when you begin Mis- to understand misrepresentation. Them, yeah. Rather, yeah. And when you begin to understand why those are there and why you act or say certain mm-hmm. things or think a certain way, slowly but surely it shifts. Right. Yeah. It becomes like a powerful tool and useful. Mm-hmm. And things that were once thought as weaknesses or bad things suddenly become integral parts of your identity and who mm-hmm. you are. Yes. And serve you. Mm-hmm. They fucking serve you. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, you're being real. Yeah. You know? And we're so fixated in the society on curing people. Mm-hmm. You know? Removing these powerful qualities that people actually have. Yeah. Or doling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it really kills human nature overall if we keep doing this, right? I mean, we've been doing this for, like, 10, 20, thousands, thousands of years. We've been doing this. Um, the problem with modern society is gross absence of diversity. Yeah. Yeah. The system, capitalism, democracy, yeah. corporations, you know, consumerism. You have to fit in all that. Just few ideas, very few selected ideas. Yeah. That we think are are the best. Otherwise, you're outliers. You know, you're strangers. You're cancer to the system. You're dangerous. Yeah, you're very dangerous. Yeah, but that's precisely the most dangerous part against the human nature. Yeah, we're meant to be very diverse. You know, in s- sexual orientation. You know, political ideas, cultural. You know, traits. We're we're meant to be different. Yeah. But we're trying so hard to be uniform in all yeah. that. That's why Boxing. we're you know having these old problems. 
because we're not meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when we look at um, old civilizations, some of the civilizations they had a central power. Uh, you know, monarchs. You know, uh, more. Uh, you know, male oriented society, but the other society was more female oriented. Patriarchal. And- yeah, patriarchal, matriarchal. And you know, seasonal leaders. You know, I mean, there are so many diversity yeah. in this this old, old civilization. I'm not saying the old, old civilizations were better in all ways. I'm just saying that we see that diversity was not foreign to us. Yeah, you know, that's for sure. We know for sure. We're not here to discuss or determine which form of society is the best. But at least we know for sure that we had so much diversity. You know, also old civilizations yeah. than now even, and to me that's crazy. We should go, we're going backwards basically. Yeah, you know, it definitely seems that way. Yeah, especially in our current current system. And you know, we're not saying like capitalism and democracy is the worst system there's ever been. <laughs> we're not we're not saying that a previous <laughs> one's the best that's ever been. Right. Diversity is inclusive of all, mm-hmm. but <laughs> one could almost argue that like the bear. That capitalism is the apex predator. Yeah. And it's fucking killed out all the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know? But guess what happens even in nature when there's an apex predator that eats all the prey? Dies out. Things die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biodiversity. Like, we lose a lot. We yeah. lose a lot from that. Right. So, I don't think we should start... Sorry. Let me rephrase that. I don't think, you know, as Darwin said, like, survival of the fittest is necessarily we should not throw a moral value on that and call it good Mm, that just seems to be the case right like that just happens to be the case in a lot of situations but i also think that might just be a massively underrepresented particular aspect of reality if we look at things more cohesively together we might see oh they're actually essential to one another Mm -hmm. and the needs so i think it's great when we can get out of the box you right. know something we also learned on that rock for me personally was like if I, as i looked at that moon and softened my gaze suddenly it appeared to me to be a pearl yeah and i realized in that moment that the moon only exists because it's bound by the concept of the moon to me yeah it's something that i've continually gone to and looked to and say i'm going to see the moon and this is what the moon looks like <laughs> but when yeah. i stopped thinking that hard about it suddenly a new reality was revealed to me. Mm-hmm. And if that can apply in my physical, my fucking eyesight, <laughs> how much more can that apply in my thought process? Yeah. And to me, that's life-changing. Yeah. That's a great uh, conclusion yeah. of this episode. <sighs> well, guys, thanks yeah. for tuning in. I was going to... Uh, <laughs> Read your names and you know IDs, um, our patrons. But um, I'm having a difficulty actually logging in. Uh, I'm sorry for that. Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca, Lee, Lee, Sins Wolf. Okay. Cass Murray, and John, and John Knotts. Knotts. Thank there you. There you go. Thank you. Thank we you guys. Love you. Bye. Good job. <laughs>